0: You're listening to the TV Obsessive channel, presented by TVObsessive.com.
1: Hello, welcome back to episode 18 of the TV Obsessive Podcast. My name is Ryan Kirksey, a writer and contributor for the site, the TVObsessive.com. I am joined by Cameron Crane, executive editor for the site, and my only question for you today is what in the world have you gotten me into with this show,
0: Cameron? <laughs> well, we'll talk about it more. We'll talk about it more later. I'm, I'm very curious. So, yeah, we, um, for everyone listening, you know, we've been going back and forth picking our favorite episodes of television or standout episodes or building Mount Rushmore. So, we want to put it that way. Uh, and I knew that Brian is, uh, Ryan had not previously watched Twin Peaks. Uh, and I chose Twin Peaks, the third episode of Twin Peaks, which Again, I I went on a rant about this last time. I always (laughs) want to say it's episode two because it was originally titled that way. The season one, episode three, and we can mention the German title. You know, yeah, designer of the skill to catch a killer. Um, So yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, to seeing your (laughs) thoughts about Twin Peaks here on the other side. And this show is obviously you're aware uh, of the status of the show as like a cult phenomenon. So
1: yeah, um, and and I have some things as we get to it that I'll mention that. I thought as I was watching that was oh, that's where this is from or oh, right. oh I've seen this before I guess this is where it it uh, it started whatever yeah I got some of that to, to toss in,
0: cool yeah so we'll hold on up on that I mean you know look I'll, I'll just say it right now I'm curious in part because it's like yeah, okay you ask what have I gotten you into are <laughs> you going to become one of us you know or <laughs> or, or or not like it's fine if the answer is no you know what I'm yeah. saying um, yeah. I am for those who are unaware they're a massive Twin Peaks fan um I've written a number of things uh on the show um I did another I did a podcast while the Twin Peaks of Return was airing okay but actually if people want to look that up it's called Full and Descent. it's still out there um but I know people or I'm aware of people who are like Bigger fans than me, who's like decorating (laughs) their house with a chevron floor, like I don't know. So I don't know. I mean, we're fans in different ways, perhaps. Yes, yes.
1: Um, I'm actually really looking forward to to talking about it, and and once again, grateful to you for picking the third episode and not the the 23rd episode, so that I could at least have some context around what we're watching here. Oh
0: yeah, I mean, I could have I could have thrown you one, and see, part of the problem though, Ryan, is I could have thrown you one where you just been like, what is going on <laughs> and part of the problem would have been you wouldn't have been able to parse yeah to what degree that was the appropriate reaction for someone <laughs> who had seen everything up to that <laughs> yeah. I mean? <laughs> so um anyhow uh as always in the first part of the body we'll we'll talk through some uh recent things going on in the news while we're watching and things like that so uh, it's october 17th as we record here today what's caught your eye this week right
1: yeah, a couple of things we should mention. A couple of um, passings we've had this week. First of all, a day or two ago, Suzanne Summers of uh, Three's Company Fame and TJ TGIF Fame of ABC of you know thirty years ago has uh, passed away this week. Yeah. Um, I forgot when I was reading some stories about her, about her about how much of a trailblazer she was in this sort of contract dispute with Reese's Company. Do you, Do you know this story? Oh, vaguely.
0: Because they had a falling out and they replaced her, ultimately. Um, they
1: replaced her after she wanted a raise to start, after yeah. that show became so popular, that she wanted sort of John Ritter-level money. And they kept saying, no, 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 we'll give you a small raise. So she said, fine, I'm going to leave. She ended up doing, I think, a right. season. Where she she recorded small parts when the rest of the cast wasn't around. And then they just replaced her. And it yeah, was sort of lost her. that role, yeah.
0: Do you Did you watch Three's Company? i've day. seen
1: i've seen episodes here and there but not, not it's one of
0: those things i feel like when i was a kid it was just on all the time <laughs> and i think back on it, i haven't revisited it and part of me wants to revisit it at some point because i find myself asking myself weird questions like was this show progressive yeah or was it reactionary <laughs> yeah is it is it a, you know because it's like you've got a gay character no, wait, not a gay character. He's pretending to be
1: gay. Pretending, yeah.
0: So that he can live as a roommate with two women. And so <laughs> is it is that progressive, or like and part of me wants to to um, talk to like an 18 year old about this, you yeah, know what right, I mean? Right. Um weird, weird show. But yeah, they replaced Suzanne Summers and I mean they actually kind of worked okay. Now I had mixed feelings about that, but yeah, she was she was quite an icon
1: yes. know, in the yes. Oh, yes. And, didn't I, ne- she? I, never, I never bought a Thighmaster or anything. As we mentioned, the I thigh master. You did
0: I was <laughs> mentioned she's in the Thymaster. We'll <laughs> have a little we'll have a little through line here. We'll talk about uh, uh home exercise equipment a little bit. Oh later.
1: yes, that's right. Oh man.
0: We'll tie that in with Twin Peaks and also tie into Twin Peaks. Um Piper Laurie passed away uh just the other day. Um, of course, she is Catherine Martell in Twin Peaks. But long and storied career and she was in Carrie and any number of uh, any number of other things. And um, I think she was 91.
1: Yeah. And I was really glad to actually be watching something that she was in when this news came out. It allowed me a chance to go revisit all that she had done. I just was shocked that I had forgotten everything that she's she'd done in a career over, what, six decades, seven decades almost.
0: Oh, yeah. Just amazingly, amazingly long career. Like she was famous before I was born. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and so yeah. We'll, and we'll talk about Catherine a bit when we when we get to Twin Peaks. I'm, I'm a bit of a Catherine fan. I don't know, and I, I I just love Twin Peaks. <laughs> we'll hold off about that a bit. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, unfortunately, after we recorded last week, shortly after we recorded last week, uh, news came out that the AMPTP had broken off talks with SAG-AFTRA. They've been beating for multiple days in a row and. Nothing's happened since then that I'm aware of, so no news is bad news on
1: this. It looks like there's been no no news since they broke that off. No, uh, we're going to restart it. No, I mean, just forget the no news is good news thing. I mean, there's been nothing. um, No, I said no news is bad news. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) with regard to this in particular, no news is bad news (laughs) because the last news we got was they walked away from the bargaining table. (laughs) That's right. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I have no inside information. It seems like maybe the sticking point has to do with some of the stuff about how they want to scan background actors and things like that. Um, If that is the big sticking point, personally, I would say stick to your guns, SAG, after it, because I mean, I think that's important that they're to not allow them to, um, you know, like scan background actors and use. AI, whatever. I mean, you'd be pulling the rug right out from those people who are scraping by as extras and things like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, as, as we've talked about ad nauseum, these are the people that they're fighting for, right? They're not fighting for, you know, George Clooney and Tom Cruise. They're fighting for the people that are trying to make a living doing this. Yeah. And if you're removing that opportunity by saying, we can put you in something in one scene, scan you and use you days, later without you being here yeah that that's just removing all plausible reality people doing this for a career indeed speaking of extras did you ever watch that hbo show with ricky Gervais? extras no i've never seen it
0: i remember it being pretty funny okay at one point david bowie uh sings a song making fun of ricky Gervais. (laughs) 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 it was that a while ago that that was was a pretty funny show um similar thing Uh, i mean i don't know how similar it is We don't know what's going on with the curse, but I'm excited.
1: Yeah, you you and I have been talking offline about about this show. This may have jumped to the top of my list of most anticipated things coming up in the next few months. This Nathan Fielder, Emma Stone show coming up on Showtime slash Paramount uh, in early November doesn't look like the rehearsal, doesn't look like. Nathan Fielder's first first show. This looks like some sort of satire, dark comedy around uh, the idea of reality television.
0: Yeah, I think so. And I mean, I think that was one of the first things that we noted about it was that they were saying it's a scripted series. Mm-hmm. That really looks like a scripted series. They released this. Full, they've released a full trailer now. It's a couple minutes long. People want to go and watch it. Um, yeah, I think it's created by Nathan Fielder and Benny Safdie. And yes. Then yeah, also starring Emma Stone and I don't know, it looks really good. I'm excited. It, I think I think I'm gonna write on it.
1: Yeah, it, it looks it looks fantastic. I, I mean the element of of creepiness to it, an element of of I guess satire. it just it, there's some a, a lot of cool elements to this thing.
0: Yeah, and it's nice to see even just in the trailer, Nathan Fielder acting in a semi dramatic role. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as opposed to being just Nathan Fielder. I mean, of course, he's always acting in the yeah. rehearsal and then Nathan yeah. for you, but he was always acting as this version of himself kind of thing. And I guess he, he
1: still is sort of here from what we've seen. But to, to me, I mean, in, in what we get two minutes of him in a trailer, his acting in that role looks incredibly impressive, what little yeah. bit we we see of it.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it a lot. Um, and, more Drew more Fallout. Yeah, like this was
1: this this is this, the this story that won't die. You know, of course, she did restart her show. Um, this this past week, um, apparently with new writers after they left, and want to know part of it. She went on and and did not say one word about the controversy. She just wants to I guess close that book, put it behind her. Of course, everyone picks up on that, and then subsequently is replaced by. You know our 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 uh, joint hero, LeVar Burton, in the National Book Awards. Right? Which so, I mean,
0: obviously, yeah, he was, obviously, he's the
1: better choice anyway. That's right.
0: <laughs> Who's the better choice? The kid from Poltergeist or the guy who hosted Being Rainbow? Come on, <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right. What
0: are you doing? <laughs> um,
1: yeah, gotta be gotta be Lavar Burton. But she was basically kicked out of that role because of what she had what she had done.
0: Yeah, I think that. I mean, I think that happened a while ago, but they didn't reverse it. You know, mm-hmm. so. Fair enough. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that about covers it in terms of the news, a little bit of a light week. Yep. Um I'm talking about what we've been watching a little bit. I have a, I have a couple of things. How do yeah, you about Loki
1: here? Speaking of light weeks, yeah, just uh, not much else on my play. We, we know we have some things coming up in November, like Fargo, like The Curse. Um, But yeah, just sort of uh, biding time, catching up on old 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 horror movies and, and watching Loki. That's kind of my October right now. Um, uh, I mean, fair enough. Yeah, you know, it's October.
0: <laughs> I don't know if either of us have the time. I see multiple people who are like, "It's October. I'm going to watch a horror movie every day." Like, that exactly. Sounds, that sounds cool for you.
1: Yes. Um, we uh, we we introduced our son to Friday the Thirteenth for the first time uh, last week, so we felt it appropriate. But uh, no, just just low key episode two. Uh, my thoughts are on the site. A little bit of a a down episode compared to one. Um, but still some, I think, some optimistic things there in terms of the roles and the portrayals and where they could go. So, but again, this whole thing with Marvel TV being in a state of upheaval, they've only got four episodes to to make it right. So we'll see if it happens. Yeah, it's only six again.
0: Yeah, well, so I've got a couple of things. One, i to report, I watched Moonlighting.
1: Oh, good. I was hoping you would talk about Moonlighting. I did not watch all
0: of Moonlighting, <laughs> obviously. I <laughs> mean, I like I guess it would have theoretically been possible in the past week. I yeah. uh, was the first two episodes. First episode is an hour and a half long. Oh, um, wow. it's like a movie.
1: Speaking basically. of Twin Peaks,
0: yeah, I, I mean, I think this just used to be a little bit more common.
1: It must have been, um, yeah. And then
0: the second episode is, yeah, you know, a case of the week, and, and you get you get the feeling pretty clearly that it's going to be a case of the week type show. They're running a you know investing uh, in. in P.I., you know, um, investigation agency or whatever. There were, I mean, some of the ins and outs of how the plot moves forward aren't exactly plausible, but yeah. that's fine. Like, it's it's not the kind of show where you should be caught up on that at all. Uh, it flows, let it happen. Be blown away by the acting performances from Sybil <laughs> Shepard and a young Bruce Willis and their repartee yeah. And I mean, I tell you, I I watched the first episode, and I had that kind of experience, you know, when you sometimes you finish um, an episode of TV or a movie or something, mm-hmm. and you just feel like exhilarated. Oh, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah,
0: I was just like hyped, like that was awesome. So,
1: so a lot of the uh, romantic tension in the first first two episodes or does that still come?
0: oh i mean they've they've got they've got that kind of thing going from the beginning in a way but i will say this so then i watched episode two and it was like well that was okay
1: you know
0: okay but so i mean it's you know but this is how it goes right they put it out there for the pilot you know they're establishing everything and um the plot's really really compelling yeah then then it's going to be case of the week you know what i mean so well, I'm curious to see how I feel about it as I keep going, and I don't because I don't expect every episode to be great, right? You right. know, Particularly when it's a show from the mid '80s. <laughs> this is how TV works, you know. They're pumping out that's episodes, right. and you know some of them are probably going to be a dud. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, um,
1: I I, think, I am curious to hear your thoughts as you go forward. If if you feel like it's it's worth a binge.
0: No. Um, so the other thing that's Hitting on a bit of nostalgia. So I mentioned to you before Pablo Torres podcast slash show. I've always done it on YouTube where it feels like more like I'm watching TV. Okay. You know? Okay. Uh, have you checked this out at all? Pablo Torres. Uh,
1: I've seen it a couple of times just based on things you and I've looked at for the for the pod. But yeah, I mean it's wildly entertaining. I enjoy
0: it. And, but I mean, it's I don't know, it's hard to keep up because it's like three episodes a week. Yeah. But two recent episodes really stood out to me, I think, within the past week. One was an entire episode, basically, where he was interviewing Maury Povich.
1: Oh, boy. Okay. (laughs) You are the father. Yes.
0: Go watch this. It was (laughs) great. He's like talking shop with Maury Povich. And, you know, uh, Maury Povich had a, a bit of a career before the daytime TV talk show thing took off. He's kind of like a, a fly. He was he was an anchor in a couple of different places, and I think like Roger Ailes like kind of got him into the. It's it's just really interesting. It's just really yeah. interesting, and and the casual mentions of how, Maury Povich is married to Connie Chung. It's just I don't know that was really entertaining, and the other one was uh, uh, with Katie Nolan. I guess she's one of the people who's on Celebrity Jeopardy.
1: Oh, okay. I have not caught that, but I guess so.
0: So I haven't actually seen the episode of Celebrity Jeopardy, but they recorded a Pablo Torre episode, I think, I think like the day that, the day after her first episode aired. And, uh, I mean, part of what's funny here is like, we wondered before who would be on Celebrity Jeopardy. You know, who's <laughs> yeah, a ce- right. Katie Nolan's not exactly a huge celebrity. I mean, you, I would guess
1: you know who she is. I I, I know who she is, but I yeah. mean, I'm sort of intimate in that world. so
0: Yeah, so the sports writer, sports TV personality, to people who mm-hmm. are familiar with Katie Nolan. But uh, this is really cool because what you ended up with was um, the three-person panel of Katie Nolan, Pablo Torre, and Dan Lepitar talking okay. about her appearance on Celebrity Jeopardy and kind of talking through it and so on and so forth. And she was on with uh, Chris Maloney.
1: Yeah, oh, uh, from uh, SVU?
0: Yeah, from uh, the executive oh. statement from SVU. <laughs> and they, they do things like pause and examine his facial expressions, like he's mad at it, because Katie Nolan wiped the table oh, with, these, okay. With, okay. With, with with the other contestants. She um, basically owned Celebrity Jeopardy. So I don't know. I thought that was really cool and just kind of um, look behind the scenes of her experience on Celebrity Jeopardy. Yeah. Um, that was really entertaining. And then who knows how far she goes because she wasn't allowed to talk about that.
1: Yeah, that's that's true. I guess yeah, you can't even uh, you, you can't even under the rules, I guess reference the. Oh no, she can't do it because that hasn't aired yet. I guess it hasn't
0: aired yet. Yeah. yeah okay. So like they could talk about the um her first episode where she won. Yeah. But then the way this works, the tournament structure, she advances to the semifinals, and if she wins again, you know, she couldn't talk it. You know, couldn't give anything away about. What happens next? So, yeah. I, for, for for all I know, she won the whole thing, but <laughs> um, maybe not. But anyway, th- those are entertaining and just in general, I think I'm enjoying what Pablo Torre is up to on that show. So I do recommend it to people.
1: Um, it's not I mean, clearly there, it's not
0: always about sports. It's often and, sports
1: adjacent. But. And how long are, usually are the are the episodes or the each one of his his streams? I guess.
0: Uh they're usually the YouTube videos are usually like 50 minutes. Okay. But then they'll do a thing where it actually ends several minutes before that and then they'll start showing clips from a previous show.
1: Okay. Which
0: I don't know if you. want know, So like somewhere around 45 minutes.
1: Gotcha. Okay. So, All right. I'm going to check more of them out now. Definitely Mori Povich. Particularly, I, I, man. I'm going to start with that one.
0: Absolutely, cuz particularly come up in the 90s like I know you did. Mori Povich daytime television. <laughs> You know, and <laughs> yeah. just his
1: experience of—I mean, he you know, talk about a guy who found found his niche. You know, you want to go on national TV and find your your paternity test—that's where you go.
0: Yeah, well, one, but the biggest thing that stood out for me, without going, without spoiling the Pablo Torre show, yeah, but <laughs> they talked about how, uh, and I think the kicking off point was someone on social media. No, it was a stand-up comedian mentioning this. Maury Povich always got people's names right. Oh, okay. And it was like their kicking off point was a stand-up comedian making a joke about that, you know? And but then they bring it back and Pablo Torre and Mauripovic were talking about. Moribbov was just like, yeah, that's the minimum respect that you owe to a person, is to be sure that you got, you know, you pronounce their name right. And like, they like they were just an example of like some baby who had a two in his name, you know, like it was like wild stuff. But Morgan was just like, no, that's if i would ask my producers and if we weren't sure we'd go find out i would always be sure to always pronounce whatever name it was correctly
1: interesting no, so it's like that's, that's fascinating
0: props to mori povich i guess <laughs> that, that's part of what is at play here you know yeah anyway, um uh, okay so we're ready to get to twin peaks
1: I, I am as ready as I think I, I can be at this point. Let's let's dive into it.
0: All right, I'll get uh get the bottles lined up and the uh, uh, basket of rocks <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: and um. All right, so on the other side, uh, we're gonna dig into Jim Peake season one, episode three, also known as episode two originally. Um,
1: oh, here, here, as- here he goes again. Here he goes again.
0: I wish I could get over this, but the problem <laughs> is I I wanted to say, oh, episode two. Like again, I don't know which one it's <laughs> in or the skill to catch a killer. Uh so uh as per usual, we'll take about a 10-second break, we'll throw some music in here. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, I would say spoilers are on the table through this episode. You know, and that's as far as Ryan's scene, right? <laughs> and uh I'm gonna do my best to not you know, not bringing spoilers for things after that. So.
1: Uh, There we go. Let's get it going. There we go.
0: Okay. So, on the other side, again, spoilers for the first three episodes of Twin Peaks, and uh, we'll see you in about 10 seconds. Okay, welcome back. So as promised, we're talking about Twin Peaks, right? Again, this is the third episode of the first season. So you have the pilot and then episode one, and then this is episode two, or this is season one, episode three. If you want to just, you know, give into the forces of the world? Um, <laughs> brief synopsis of events. So I don't know. I mean, I imagine people listening to this might be Twin Peaks fans and know everything already or potentially not, you know, um, Ryan has not watched Twin Peaks before. has watched these first three episodes. So again, you know, I'm not going to spoil, I'm not going <laughs> to tell, I'm not, we're not going to get into Who Killed Laura Palmer. We into the question, but not the answer. Okay, yeah,
1: we do have the question, But, yeah.
0: you know, at the same time, I have extensive background here, and I don't know, part of, so some of the things I'm going to point out, Ryan, Maybe you don't understand why I'm going to point them out. We don't necessarily have to go into it. Okay. Uh, okay. So brief synopsis, remind you of what happens in this episode. This is we get the introduction of Jerry Horn, who comes in while the Horn family is eating dinner. Uh <laughs> he's returned from Paris with these sandwiches that are out of this world. I always love this scene. And um he and Ben ultimately head to One Eye Jacks, which is we're also introduced to One Eye Jacks in this episode. Um, brothel. We don't see the casino part for the casino. It's mentioned. Um, James and Donna, James has been over to dinner. They sit and talk, and you know, uh, James insists they shouldn't feel bad about how they're falling in love because it's the truth and would have happened anyway. And you know, we're getting going on the James and Donna, but like, oh, when Laura died, um, Cooper informs everyone that, uh, he had a dream and learned this deductive method from this dream about Tibet. So he throws rocks at bottles uh, related to people whose names start with the letter J. Um, Mike and Bobby, meet Leo in the woods. There's someone there. Who is that? Uh, Leo says, don't worry about it. Go out for a pass. He's threatening them. They owe him money. uh, Bobby promises to protect Shelly. Leo's given her a beating. We get Audrey dancing in the double R on the jukebox. This is sort of a famous scene, Ryan. I don't know. Um, Pete helps Josie find uh, the two ledgers that Catherine's been keeping for the Packard sawmill. Um, The inimitable Albert Rosenfield arrives in Twin Peaks. Um, I put in my notes that he and Harry hit it off immediately, which is that, that's ironic. Ed tracks Grease into the house and Nadine invents her silent drape runners. Uh, we, towards the end of the episode, Leland is dancing with Laura's picture while Sarah Palmer is screaming about what is going on in this house. He's dancing to uh, Pennsylvania 6500 in this scene. Um, and he breaks down crying and all of that. And then this episode ends with Cooper's dream sequence We've got Mike in there. We've got Bob. He ends up in the Red Room. It's the first time we see the Red Room in Twin Peaks. Uh, Michael J. Anderson in the credits as the man from another place. Um, And then a young woman who, quote, looks exactly like (laughs) Laura Palmer. Um, And uh, as the episode ends, she whispers in Cooper's ear, uh, noting also this is an aged Cooper. Kyle mclaughlin has got aged makeup on. This is of some significance. Um, Cooper wakes up in the middle of the night. He calls up Harry and says, I know who killed Laura Palmer. No, it can wait till morning. <laughs> Roll credits as he snaps his finger. And- <laughs> so directed by David Lynch, this episode. is Okay,
1: so-, so, so I saw this episode less than 24 hours ago. Reviewed most of it a second time. I heard you saying words just then you know putting words together i i, I still need to grasp everything that happened in this in this episode right because um I, I think i have a sense of what's going on here i have a sense of where we left things but man this was a this was a tough place to leave off and say you can't go you can't go forward <laughs> because <laughs> well i tell you i
0: tell you what so i'm curious for your thoughts about twin peaks in general and your reaction to this episode And part of why I chose this episode is that I have this feeling that this is kind of where, I don't know, rubber meets the road in a certain way. I would expect most people could start watching Twin Peaks with the pilot and will like it to various degrees. Like It's good. It's well done. How taken are you by our quirky special agent, Dale Cooper? Again, like it might vary a bit, but then you get to this episode and particularly at the end of this episode, I think that this is an inflection point. You know, like this is the point where potentially someone might react by, I don't know, being really sucked in, or there. I'm sure there are people in the world at this point who're like, "What?" and just yeah. never watch the show again. <laughs> or you could be in between. So I am curious about your general reaction on, on that. Front. So when I
1: when I was in college, I thought I was going to major in accounting. This is, this one, this has a point. I promise. Um, yeah. And the first year went great. I got in the second semester of my sophomore year, and the professor of the class said, This is the class that will help you determine whether or not you actually want to do this or not. How you feel about and doing this class will determine whether or not you keep going, or you say, I'm moving on to something else. This is not for me. Um, that is what this show said to this episode said to me, right? Yeah, it, that's it, what I'm saying. It, yeah. What you just said is exactly right. It's like, okay the pilot is like this sort of mini feature that introduces you to this weird world. And this interesting story about this, um, about this murder. And then as you get towards the middle and end of this episode, it was okay. I'm either in or out at this point. Um, I'm going to stay in, I'm going to stay in, um, because I'm, I'm invested this for a number of reasons. You love this show. My wife loves this show. Many people I know love this show. So I I feel like I'm prepared for the, weirdness and the obscurity that's coming with it um, in some ways but yeah this this was a tough one to to finish it last night and say okay pause uh start preparing to talk about it and not keep it not keep going because man and yeah. I, I presume i have heard you know over the years about this i presume this is the The red room—that's been, you know—that's widely known. I've heard about that place before. What that is, what it means, who these people are, why there was a look-alike and someone in there, sort of talking in this obscure language—I have no idea. But I I will say, it did hook me, and I'm ready to go.
0: Awesome. So I'll tell you this: first of all, red room is a term applied to the show. It's not a term for the show. Why do we call it the red room? I don't know. It's a red room, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like it's kind of chef on the floor. Um, yeah, I mean, this is infamous and it's always so striking to me every time I remember that this aired on network TV. This was on ABC.
1: I'm surprised (laughs) people stuck with it, frankly. I I mean, yeah, this is this this, to think that this was on a not just cable TV on network for basic channel TV.
0: Yeah, 35 years
1: ago, right?
0: 1990. Um, and yeah, that was also. They um, there's a bit making fun of it on The Simpsons where Homer's watching the Red Room scene, so that does enter into the cultural (laughs) kind of consciousness in a way where I'm not surprised. Do you know, um, maybe you don't know this, how they filmed that? I have no idea, no. They, um, They filmed it backwards. So you know how they talk weird? Yes. Okay, here's why they talk weird, or here's how they talk weird. The actors... Not Kyle McLaughlin, obviously, because he just speaks normal, right? Um, But Michael J. Anderson and Cheryl Lee um, actually spoke their lines backwards. So apparently, Michael J. Anderson played with this and knew how to do this from the time he was a kid or whatever and uh, tutored other people a bit in terms mm. of the skill of pronunciating the words actually backwards. And so they...
1: Um, then they reversed the tape. Uh okay. Okay. So it's not gonna be perfect, but it's gonna be similar to what you're supposed to be saying.
0: Yeah, so you get this weirdly off speaking style, and then that's how they did this here. Um yeah, the first time we we see them, um, in my mind iconic, you know. Where we're from, the birds sing a pretty song, and there's always music in the air. What are you talking
1: about? Yeah, let me say something about the music. So, the music is sort of something that has been zeitgeisty, I guess, for a long, long time. And yeah, I the like show a, a whole. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is that's where this song is from.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, the the music um, provided by um, Angela Badalamenti. Right. Uh, even the yeah. um, speaking of the music. <laughs> Again, it's not really in this episode. We don't go to the roadhouse in this episode, but we do in the, in the prior episodes. the 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 roadhouse, uh, the house band, Julia yes. Cruz. How'd that land for you? Oh, I
1: thought I, I, I thought that that thought pretty fascinating. <laughs> I mean, I love shows where the, the music is sort of character within within the show, right? And, and there, this is certainly rising up the list of uh, of one of those.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It just always amuses me, and I wonder you know if uh if youth are encountering this now you know do they realize that how weird this is you know like go back to 1990 this would have been weird that this was what the band sounded like and in (laughs) the
1: road they're just sitting there but yeah like there's some you know college kid playing acoustic guitar singing at a coffee shop i mean that's just they're just taking all that in you know
0: yeah, that's great. Throughout the original series, at least, it's always Julie Cruz in the Roadhouse, or what it's worth. Like, like this is the house band. But I believe <laughs> Angela Badalamenti was involved in the composition of a lot of that music, even, okay. if not all of it. Um, and, yeah, and Audrey's dance. That, that, uh, again, I think this episode is where you start to get a lot of this weirdness, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's not all dark weird some of it's more quirky weird mm-hmm. like Nadine's silent drape runners. <laughs> I
1: mean, We're gonna
0: be so rich.
1: Yeah.
0: Completely silent.
1: You're your 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 grease that drift on the on my on my pieces is gonna make us rich.
0: My cotton balls <laughs> yeah did you notice you probably did not notice this because I'm not I'm not positive that I noticed it before but as I was watching back, I took a screenshot of this. As Ed comes into the house, uh, not when he's got the grease. I think it's later. Yeah. Um, he's uh, there's a uh, um, there's shelves, and Nadine has little figurines on the shelves, like those little precious moments uh-huh. figurines kind of thing. One of them has an eye
1: patch. No way, really? Yeah.
0: It's just it's like <laughs> little tiny details that one of them give one of them an iPad.
1: Oh my gosh. Um, this is already screaming to me as a show where you're going to watch it a first time and watch it a second time to try to see what connected and what you missed, and then watch a the third time to try to pick up on all these kinds of details that, that are probably strewn throughout it.
0: Yeah, it's really rich like that. It really is. I mean, it's just, um, I don't know. So I'm glad you're enjoying it so far. What else should we talk about here? I guess looking at your notes right okay.
1: okay so who who in the hell is diane who is he talking talking to when agent I, cooper makes his notes this is not a real person right this is like I'm so his,
0: i'm so amused by you asking this question it's this, a, this is
1: his ai right that he's talking to
0: is that is that your theory i have no no idea well it's not, it's not a person yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I, through three episodes, I don't think it's a real person, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm prepared to be wrong about that.
0: So through three episodes, you do not think Diane's a real person.
1: Correct. That's my. You think, that's he, my just, like,
0: right you think he just calls his tape recorder Diane? Yes. Basically. Yeah. That's right. his personal right.
1: journal. Journal. The, the name's yeah. Diane.
0: Yeah, yeah, it could be. <laughs> um, yeah. And again, I promise like, no you know, further spoilers, but this is something of a running thing. I mean, how how do you feel about Cooper? I guess you know. I mean, that's that is one of the immediate elements that is used to characterize him, right? He's yeah. driving into town. He starts talking to Diane in the tape recorder. I don't know th- thoughts about her. Yeah, again. so
1: I I did I found it to be something that I noticed. I would say it's a stark difference. Something I noticed that the quirkiness is really ramped up in episodes two and three compared to episode one. He he is very odd and quirky and in one. But it's elevated to a whole nother level, not just with the tape recorder, but with the methods and with the stuff with food and with the 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 Tibetan investigative technique. So it's really ramped up. I mean, I think that if you just had this straight laced character trying to fit within this world of all these all these oddballs, it'd be it'd be quite, quite weird. But I think he fits better episodes two and three than I, than I found he did in episode one.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah i mean i always loved dale cooper and um it's just you know part of it i think is he's so kind of into it he mm-hmm. and that's another thing we talk about the music but also the setting for the show i think is really important because we're here in the pacific northwest and yeah. indeed it is beautiful right you know the the establishing shots of the waterfall outside the great mm-hmm. northern uh, the shots of the woods filmed in Snoqualmie, Washington, by the way. No, like,
1: oh, okay. I, I meant to look into where that was, know. but yeah. People go there, you know, have Twin Peaks festivals
0: there and all of that. <laughs> you know, Twin Peaks is not a real place. <laughs> okay. It only exists in our hearts.
1: Only on in our, our hearts. In our, weird, yeah. in our weird minds. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But on the uh, eastern, eastern side of Washington state, um, and you know, he's fat, he wants to know if the trees are, and I think that there's a certain through line there. He's really taken in by um by the town, also, yes. you know. Yes. Um the Tibetan method. I mean, I love his, I love his interplay with Harry Truman. First of all, the fact that the sheriff's name is Harry S. Truman, so Truman. Again, it yes. has to be easy to remember. <laughs> but um uh, you know, he says he gathers them all around and says, starts talking about Tibet first, I think, yeah. right? And then he's like, oh, they had a dream. And we woke from the dream with this deductive method. And I'm sorry to go logic professor on you. This is not deduction. <laughs> you know, it'd be an inductive method, I guess. Whatever kind of woo-woo stuff's going on here. But I mean, I yeah. guess part of what I always enjoyed is coming from Dale Cooper. I personally am also kind of like, all right, <laughs> let's, yeah. do,
1: let's do it. Whatever. So, cool. one of my takeaways after seeing that scene and then the end of the episode is, I, I'm another prediction is, I'm going to guess that dreams and dream state and what's dream versus what's reality plays must play a major role throughout this th- this show. I mean, this is two huge references to it and integral pieces of what's happening in the investigation revolve around this idea of dream sequences. So, I'm just predicting that must be a major part of this of this show.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair to say, for okay. sure, for sure. And you also mentioned, um, or I didn't mention in my synopsis. You get the vision from Sarah Palmer at the very end of the episode, right?
1: Yes, yes. And that's how
0: that's how it closes with. Uh,
1: and I think it was um, who's the um, Sarah's mother or Laura's mother? Yeah, Sarah, who's seeing yeah. what she thinks might be a you know the killer or someone in the home that um, you know she, she's dealing with this grief we see both of them i guess dealing with that with that grief in this in this episode yeah
0: i remember exactly what's here and what is
1: isn't. yeah um, i mean so this one this one we saw the mother sarah with visions of someone in their home um visions of laura walking around upstairs and then the father dancing with the picture and just yeah. breaking down and, and that whole fiasco yeah
0: she was a vision of bob here i think Say again she has a vision of Bob here, I think.
1: Yeah, so Bob's sort of the long-haired guy. Yeah. She's like behind the couch or something. Yeah, I think she sees yeah, that. Yeah,
0: behind yeah, him, but yeah but There's an, another interesting anecdote that apparently uh, Frank Silva, uh, who plays Bob, um, was like a set dresser or, or something. And he was just accidentally in a shot at first <laughs> in the pilot. And David Lynch liked it, and he became this huge part of the show. Um, so he's,
1: he's like the Game of Thrones coffee mug that uh that shouldn't have shouldn't have been there.
0: Yeah, but that wasn't a happy accident. See like <laughs> yeah. it, it, what, what he's in David Lynch likes happy accidents, you know. Right, right, right. Of, oh, they're like that wasn't intended, but we're going to use it, right? Whereas yeah, I mean the, the Game of Thrones <laughs> Starbucks mug was just a mistake, you know. Yeah, know. yeah. If, if, if from that point they would said, oh, because this is actually virtual reality world that people from the 21st <laughs> century are coming to or something. Yeah. But of course, they, they weren't going to do that. <laughs> um, so, all right. so, of course, the guiding question of Twin Peaks, particularly here at the beginning, is who killed Laura Palmer? Yeah. So you're just a couple of episodes in. And I'm immensely curious, Ryan. You know, who who are you thinking? Yeah. Joe Palmer Who's so, at the top of your list?
1: So I've got a, I don't know, a, a final four of people that at least have been hinted at. We've seen a little evidence to um to point one um one direction. Um I, I guess my least conviction would be that this Bob character that's just seen in in the vision. I don't know much about him yet or who he is or what the what the connection is um, to that character, but we've seen, you know, this sense of was in the house, or she or the mother Sarah thinks he was in the house. Um, so that's one. Um, we have Leo, I guess, who is the abusive husband, truck driver who, um, told his wife to wash the clothes and she finds a bloody shirt. Um, he's clearly got some nefarious things going on with, um, with Bobby and, um, another, I forget the other kid's name, Mike. Mike, well, yeah. Here,
0: two things at once, actually. One, you don't see many TV shows do this, but people with the same name, yeah, you know, <laughs> its all over the place in the show. It's all over the place in the show. So you've got Mike and Bobby, right? And then in Cooper's dream, the one other yes. man says his name is Mike, and the Good other boy. guy's name is Bob. The, oh, but that—that's oh, yeah. different, right? Uh, so I, of I
1: showed you. I had to find, you know, something I had to do with it with a show, uh, Dark. It's on Netflix. Anyone's ever seen that? I had to find and have been referencing this family tree type diagram of all the characters, how they're connected and what their, what their stories are. So yeah, it's through three episodes. It's, it's quite a large cast, a lot, a lot to keep up with. I'm sure there'll be more clarity, but yeah, there's yeah. a lot of interconnected relationships here that have been complicated to to track so far.
0: Right. Yeah. And I didn't even think to mention like the, the, the doublings of the names. Like I think there's potential <laughs> significance to the doublings of the name, but not in a straightforward way. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're good. You're of good of course so there's the, a question the, of of Bob's reality, Mike's reality. Not Mike and Bobby. Mike and Bobby are real. They're high school kids. but Mike dream, and Bobby are real. Dream characters. What I really meant to interject to say about Leo was the bottle broke. Oh, yes. So, like obviously, this is <laughs> this is a lead, right?
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and yeah, so we're getting these these clues. We're getting leads from various. and speaking of leads, um, I think his name is Dr. Jacoby, who we see at the end of episode two clearly he's been seeing laura as a shrink he's got he's dug up the other half of this heart locket and he's listening to tapes of her um speaking about things that are going on in her life so i mean this guy's clearly on the radar as a as a suspect right now and i mean there's Certainly a screw loose there. I mean, we see it from the very moment, I think, when we meet him in the hospital and he's tracking down Cooper and and Truman. But yeah, this the, this guy is squarely un, on my on my radar, as well as the another person I don't know really anything about, the, the, the one-armed man that Cooper keeps referencing, um, and that we saw, I think, in the mirror of the hospital. But yeah, a yeah. lo, lot of sort of un, uh, unknowns in terms of the characters at this point.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, that that is interesting, that is worth noting, because he has shown up in real life in the hospital, right? Whereas Bob has only been yes. in Superstream and, yes. and the Vision, right?
1: Um, yeah. So I mean, let, let's be clear. My real prediction is we never find out who killed Laura Laura Palmer. I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about the ending of this. I don't know anything about the prequel movie. I don't know anything about the series that was released a few years ago, but that's just my that's just my prediction that someday in the in the near future I'm, I'm gonna find out if I'm right or not.
0: I, I could, I I could respond to that. I don't know if it's quite as don't don't
1: don't respond to that. Don't uh,
0: respond. Okay. Uh, well, no, no, no spoiler, no non, no non spoiler, spoilers, <laughs> whatever. Um, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I I think that that's probably fair that the the these opening episodes do kind of say. I mean, like Leo is a bad man. Yes, he yes. is. He Leo is not a good person. You smoke one kind of cigarettes from now on, Shelley. Exactly.
1: But you so on like didn't this is gonna
0: hurt you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He's uh he's he's not a good guy. And you yeah, know, Jacoby's weird. I love how when Jacoby puts on the tape of Laura Palmer, you can hear it, and then he puts his headphones fully on and you can't hear it anymore. And
1: you can't hear it. Yeah. Like
0: right as it's getting good. Um <laughs> a number of small things like that. I, I I don't think I mentioned one of the things that's always stood out to me though hitting some of these smaller notes is that I feel like Twin Peaks is one of the only TV shows I can think of where people actually eat food.
1: Interesting. You know, <laughs> it's funny you say that in relation to um, another show. I'm watching Loki. There was this whole thing about this scene where the two, the two stars having a piece of pie together. And it was clear that that Tom Hiddleston like wants no part of anything that's in, in front of him. He's just like licking his spoon the whole time. <laughs>
0: yeah i mean it's often the case you'll be like watching something and they'll sit down to dinner no one actually no one yeah, actually yeah. Really eats you know but here you've got and they lean into it too right you've got yep. Ben eating that sandwich oh cherry <laughs> you know it just reminds us of you know uh and and cooper with his pie with poor kyle McLaughlin, i guess does not really like cherry pie
1: um, <laughs> I didn't know that. that's that's funny <laughs> but
0: you have that and then i think also in this episode this will happen a few times. But I think it's in this episode where where Dale really has to urinate. Yeah. Um, and, and that happens a few. And I don't know. I always think that there's something about this that feels, as weird as the show is, it also makes it feel sort of grounded insofar mm. as people are actually eating. People actually do things like Hang on, I really gotta pee. You know? Yeah, Whereas exactly. on the other hand, like you watch 24.
1: 24 is oh, like That's exactly what I was thinking of.
0: He never goes <laughs> to the bathroom, he never eats. You know, like if the show if 24 were realistic, and before it goes to the commercial, it'd be like, hang on, I yeah. gotta go to the bathroom. Or
1: I need I need a vending machine now.
0: Yeah. Eating some chips. Or so, no, he never eats never, it's like goes twenty-four <laughs> hours just. No was sustenance, exactly no what I was thinking of. Yeah, so it's a real, real, real contrast, I think. And uh, um, what do you think about the style of the show? Well, one of my notes is here was about uh, yeah. So I, I was thinking
1: about this in terms of you know we think about shows, particularly at the turn of of this century. Think about Sopranos. Think about Law. Sort of this dawn of prestige TV. The the style and mm-hmm. themes and mysterious elements of this show i mean because it was before all of the all of this stuff i, I mean this is a real revolutionary show as far, as far as i can tell i mean i think i knew that just sort of intrinsically but now seeing that as your comedy this is so far ahead of its time and so far out of the box compared to what other things were happening right now I, I i just find it fascinating that it sort of has hit so many notes over the years still is so w- wildly popular and I mean, it's just right in line with, you know, something you'd find on AMC's today or something, you know.
0: Yeah, of course it becomes immensely popular yes. in, in this first season. The world is sucked in by <laughs> this question of who killed Laurel Palmer. Yep. The cast is on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, In between season one and season two, it's this, like, worldwide phenomenon. Yeah. Canceled after season two. Canceled after season two, yeah. So... I don't know. Yeah, again, don't want to you know, go into certain things too much yeah. here. But I don't want to spoil anything for you. You know, yeah, you know, you what know what I was be- think,
1: thinking about with this show. Did you ever listen to the to the original serial podcast, the Adnan oh. Syed Baltimore? You know, Diddy, no, yeah, did he? Yeah, I never got around you know, to
0: it. I remember when everyone was listening to it.
1: So you know, that's sort of the thought of it as like the real birth emergence of these true crime podcasts. Um, and what's interesting about it is. There have been countless, countless podcasts around the same theme and and same similar stories. But nothing was ever able to quite match the uniqueness, originality, the first sort of things that just hit you in the face with these types of podcasts. Um, You you know, I think about this show in in a similar way that probably so many knockoffs, so many things that try to try to do it, um, haven't done it as well or haven't been as successful. Because you know, just something about being the first one to do something like this. It's just very, very unique. If I think about, you know, when I was watching as a whatever 12-year-old when this when this came out.
0: Yeah. And I mean, also, I was gonna lump in something about invitation to love, which you only get a little bit of that so far. The TV show within the TV show, like she yeah. is watching <laughs> the soap opera called Invitation uh-huh. to Love, which is a fake soap opera within the Soap opera of Twin Peaks. Like part of the point I want to hit is that there is a real, real level in which Twin Peaks is a soap opera and it would be wrong to push back too much against that. It is a soap opera and it's a mystery and it's a drama and it's a comedy.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And it's kind of blending all of these things together, you know? Um, And yeah, I mean, maybe that feeds in a little bit to what you were saying about, all of the relationships and how yeah. um, how there's like there's mysteries about that too. I realize yes. or remember, you know, that here you are, just a couple episodes in. What exactly is the relationship between Catherine and Ben and Josie mm. and Pete? You know, and then on the other hand, the you know, the backstory here with Mike and Bobby and Leon yeah. and. Bobby was Laura Palmer's boyfriend but he's been having an affair with Charlie Johnson um you know, all, all of this kind of yeah oh and, and course... this this was a Go
1: good episode that introduces just sort of the first little nuggets of some of these trysts and dalliances and and secret things happening that you know add whole other layers to who done it? What's going to happen? What are we, you know, getting ourselves into? So I mean, this this was a good episode to introduce all of that.
0: Yeah, well, it's like everyone is involved in some secret, illicit yes. romance. Yes, you know, and I, I was going to mention Ed and Norma. You know, here's Ed, married to Nadine, who's obsessed with her silent rape runners, but he's really in love with Norma. We've mm-hmm. learned in, in a previous episode already. Ready, Norma has a husband who's in prison named Hank. You know, uh, it's yeah. just like there's so much. And so, yeah, I mean, if you were <laughs> keeping track of all this, I could hardly blame you, right? Yeah. That's um, why I've got,
1: I've got my, my chart here ready to, to keep watching in the future.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of funny now, too, I realize. And then in, in this episode, maybe you're starting to get a handle on it. And then this episode, you go, here's more characters, right? Because <laughs> yes, Jerry, exactly. Jerry Horn shows up and, and Albert shows up towards the end. How did, how did uh, Albert land for you? I presume that you recognize the actor, Miguel Ferrer. Yeah.
1: Okay, hold on. Let me reference my chart. to Make sure I'm remembering who who Albert is. Remind me who Albert is in the show.
0: Um, he's the forensics guy. Who, oh, um,
1: yes, 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 yes. What well, what have I seen him on before? He's on been on plenty of stuff in the nineties. Tons of stuff. Um, yeah. Okay, so yeah. The first he, thing yeah. that
0: comes to mind for me, for some reason, is the
1: movie RoboCop.
0: Oh yes, he's in tons yes. of stuff.
1: He's in a RoboCop. For yes. So his stuff. interaction with his interaction with Lucy, I just thought was was classic calling her curly and all, and all this stuff. and cooper saying he lacks the so the social niceties yeah that was an interesting way to describe him
0: yeah and i love how then um albert and you know albert's making fun of this you know two horse town or whatever and then harry says uh i hear you're real good at your job and that's good because otherwise I'd knock your teeth up, you know, yeah. two blocks from here or whatever. And Cooper just looks at him and gives him a thumbs up, Yes, yeah. no,
1: just, I mean, just really good, really good stuff. I, I mean, I'll tell you, I, I've been needing a show like this to stay interested in and, and binge. And I, I am very glad that I'm starting it, frankly.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. We'll have to check in down the line and yes, on the pod here and see, you know, how far has Ryan gotten in Twin Peaks and does he still like <laughs> yeah. it and all that kind of stuff. Um, I guess that about does it for this one, yeah. So, well, where are we going next? We decided, where yeah. we're
1: yeah, so we're going to sequence, I think, the next two in a very specific order, um, for reasons we'll talk about in next week, but uh, we're going to do a very um a very modern episode next one of my entries. We're gonna do episode three of The Last of Us, a show that just aired this year. That I started back in January. This episode is called Long, Long Time and got a lot of acclaim when it aired back in back in the winter. Um, and you've not seen Last of Us.
0: I haven't. So should should I watch the first two episodes before I watch episode three or
1: I I think it would, this falls into that category you and I had this discussion a long time ago about, you know, does this qualify as what you might consider a bottle episode or a standalone episode? You would not be lost if you watched only this episode, but I think to add the context of why they did this episode this way, it might be helpful for you to watch the first two. Okay.
0: Yeah. Maybe I need to watch the first two for it to land right. Yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll try to do that here. Um, Looking forward to it, you know. I mean, The Last of Us is one of those shows that I just didn't manage to watch on schedule, and I just yeah. didn't find time for it. You yeah, now that I've said so,
1: it is. Well, I mean, clearly, I've put it in my top four. I, I wrote on this show for the site. We'll we'll talk more about this next week. But it, the night that I wrote about it, you know, the next day, I think I wrote that I had put this in my pantheon of tv episodes that quickly it had that kind of impact on me and still here we are whatever 10 months later still feel the same
0: well indeed while we're going to test that i I won't say what it is now (laughs) because we've been like holding it as a secret but if people really want to look into it after we do the last of us next week i'm going to choose the one that Ryan kicked off his route. No, yeah, that's or, right. We were right. to put it on, It was just in his article that he wrote. Like, so again, if you want to go dig up his article on this Last of Us episode, it's yep. right in there where he says, you know, <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, looking forward to it. So yeah. you know, we'll um, leave it there. Should be time. great. Should,
1: should be great. Yeah. Watch the first three episodes of Last of Us. If you want to dig in with us, we will go through just those three. Uh, next week focusing specifically on that third uh, that third episode uh, which we'll nick start...
0: offerman is in this episode right
1: that's right He's nick a big offerman. fan of nick
0: offerman it's just like you, you you got me a little bit already yeah yeah and it, okay yeah,
1: and I so and you'll understand point. why i think he, i think you should watch the first two when you yeah finish this episode and 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 see his role in in this one and and for how it relates to the other so I, I i'll that's all i'll say we'll leave the rest for next week all right yeah. so again next week we'll
0: talk about the last of us episode three long long time uh, as always thanks for listening um check out our website tv Uh, of course please like and subscribe and leave rave reviews for the podcast wherever you may listen to it consider popping over to our youtube channel and subscribing there um you just get the video is not much to look at maybe i need to do more of the video to get people going <laughs> on the youtube channel the video just like gives audio bars
1: you know i presume i presume they could uh we could do videos of us but that, that doesn't seem very entertaining to me
0: yeah i don't know that i want to do that we could but <laughs> we'd probably be more likely to get people watching on youtube if it were just even video of us <laughs> but i don't know you know I'd have to like put my face on and
1: yeah right right all, right. all
0: of that kind of thing um anyhow uh follow us on social media follow the site you'll be able to find us as uh tv obsessive uh, if you want to follow me on twitter it's cat cameron cc ryan is that cable box Score, and i think that's about it
1: yeah this was really good i'm glad you picked this one appreciate the conversation i'm gonna dive more into it and let's revisit it sometime soon
0: yeah so see now you can go and here's he's like this episode end it can wait till morning <laughs> So, like, yeah. I'm sure you're on the edge of your seat to find out who killed Laura Palmer right away, because that's, that's obviously right. what's going to happen.
1: That's right. First, <laughs> first line of the next episode is going to be. Real. All right, right, All right, we'll see you next week. Thanks. See you next time.